Hey guys, today we're going to speak to a pair of very talented, determined musicians, Tanner and Cameron, who make up the soulful duo Spondiferous. This is their song Illumination that you're listening to, and it's one of my favorite songs they've produced. Looking out for a key, no, it's not gonna be easy. A few weeks ago, I stumbled across a video of a young man talking about a guitar he found. Here's the audio from that video. One day I walked into a church, found a guitar on the ground, and I picked it up because I thought the owner won't mind, and I played a G chord, which sounded like what you just heard, which is not a G chord. So instead of trying to tune it, I played gibberish on it until I found something that I liked, and this is that thing. After hearing this, I was hooked. I needed to know more. I listened to their music, and they were good. I mean, they were really good. So I reached out and I spoke with them about their journey so far. We've been pretty much brothers since we met in fourth grade. Jason, you really found us at the beginning of our journey. We didn't start our journey five years ago. I mean, in some ways we did, but again, we were kids messing around. We really started our journey in Colorado last year, living homeless out of our cars in Colorado. Um, yeah, we basically went from being children to being, I think, actual adults during that year. <laughs> and in continuing with our theme of new beginnings, this story brings a sense of practicality. I don't want to over-romance the idea of new chapters and starting over. They have a story of effort and strife, perseverance. And if you've ever had to choose to start over or if you're already on your way to a new beginning, you'll agree that romanticizing the idea of what you'll do or what you'll be when you have the money or have the time or have the help can be exhilarating, but it can also be overwhelming. And if you're anything like me, the term analysis paralysis brings about feelings of failure before you've even begun. It's almost like having to make a plan to swim beneath an iceberg by only looking at what's poking out of the water. But Tanner and Cameron have begun that plan. In fact, they've they've made a few plans. One of their goals they've set is a great one. And I mean great as in, as in big, it's huge. They want to perform in front of 10,000 people. And they have another equally large goal of turning their passion for music into a profession. And for the past year, they've been doing just that. We'll hear their story right after this. Hey, Jason, it's good to be here. Glad this worked. This is cool. We're Spondiferous. We've been pretty much brothers since we met in fourth grade. The name itself came from one of those times when we were all young and uh, just hanging out upstairs in his parents' house. His brother was sitting there watching us play video games and, and he was like, man, I need a word to describe how good these waffles are. Man, these, these waffles are spondiferous. And thus the name was born. Yeah, when I was maybe 10 years old, um, I started writing piano pieces. When I found out that Tanner got a piano, uh, in middle school, we looked at him doing piano and I turned to guitar and that was the first time that we started doing lyric. 
And it's been for the longest time, just something that's fun to us. I mean, I won't lie. I'm a dreamer and a lot of crazy ideas come out of my mouth and Tim has to put up with a lot of it. But I mean, especially last year, living homeless out of our cars in Colorado was a very big step away from our childhoods. And we learned a lot about business and a lot about how to really pursue this on our feet. Jason, you really found us at the beginning of our journey. We didn't start our journey five years ago. We really started our journey in Colorado last year. We, we knew a couple of people up there in Colorado that we went to live with and they ended up mentoring us. And before too long, they kicked us out because they wanted us to learn how to fend for ourselves and make money on our own, be self-sufficient and not just be stereotypical artists. They supported us in the idea of wanting to live a life pursuing our dreams, but they defined money for us, whereas we didn't have a good definition for money before Colorado. Even after our mentors kicked us out, for lack of a better phrase, we would still like go back to them like every week or two and have updates with them and talk with them while we were living out of our cars basically went from being uh, children to being i think actual adults during that year <laughs> when you're living in your car there's not a whole lot of ways to be comfortable and there's not a whole lot of ways to keep yourself distracted and so being here in texas has been like a test to ourselves to see okay so we we know the concepts we know the we have like the knowledge but now can we apply it and build the discipline to continue to work on it i think you're supposed to fall from time to time and learn from that and as cheesy as this sounds it really is true pick yourself up with more experience and more knowledge moving forward. But we hindered ourselves for a solid four or five years because we would write things and it's like something going in one ear and going out the other. We would write things and in a blink of an eye, they'd be gone. They'd be forgotten. They weren't written down. They weren't recorded. We didn't do sheet music. We didn't record them on paper. They're just gone. That's, that's one of the biggest lessons I think we've had. And something we started saying a lot is, if we can play this around a campfire, we can play this in a, in a larger space. We could play this on a big stage. And we were listening to bands like Mumford and Sons and the Lumineers, just thinking of this folk, more acoustic type genre. And we've come a long way since then, but I watched live video of Mumford and Sons playing in front of roughly 10,000 people. I watched live video of Coldplay playing in front of probably less than 10,000 people, but it's a whole lot of people. And it just, it made me jealous. You know, there I am like a 14 year old kid just thinking, that's what I want to do. Like that's before the dream was maturing. It was just a naive dream. And I went to Tanner and said, we've got to set a crazy goal and stick to it because these guys are living a crazy reality. And I don't know if you can find yourself in, in a crazy reality one day, if you didn't ever plan for something crazy to be your reality. And he and I 
wrote it down on paper like a pact on this big poster board and planned to play in front of 10,000 people. And honestly, that actually for us was pretty similar probably to a lot of other people saying, I want a million streams. We understand it more now. I mean, Tanner especially is the sentimental one. He responds to every single person that comments on our stuff. He's probably responded to over 10,000 comments in the last two months. I mean, he's with it. And uh, it is different now than somebody saying, I want a million streams. Because now we actually think about the people involved. Each one of those 10,000 individuals. This could be a decade worth of growth. But we're both, not to just talk for Tanner, but I'm very excited about the next 10 years of trying to grow a relationship with 10,000 individuals so that they'd come see us play live. Yeah, the relationship is the thing that we've found to be most important. And so with that, we've also found graduating from the perspective of the person who says they want a million streams without realizing what it takes to get there. We've learned nothing is guaranteed to us, nothing uh, is owed to us. And so everything that we grow and develop and our entire platform, all of our audience, it's something that has to be earned. It has to be earned through the genuine interaction. It has to be earned through actually good music. <laughs> and, and so we've really learned what it means to want to pursue something rather than to say that you want something and then not put the work and not put the, the care behind that desire in order to back it up. And so that's the other piece to what Cameron mentioned about, you know, just starting about people putting themselves out there, like with our poster board and talking about wanting to play in front of 10,000 people and saying, if it works in front of a campfire, it'll work in front of an entire audience. The thing is, is if you don't start that plan, if you don't make the plan and if you don't implement that plan, then you're not going to get to plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because we missed so oh, much yeah. doing the first rough draft of the plan. And I call it a rough draft now, but because it was our first go at it, we thought it, we didn't think it was a rough draft. We thought we're doing it. You know, this, this is, is the plan as if we were going to stick to it. We were wrong in so many ways. You just have to start and then see how you're wrong and, and then move forward mm -hmm. from there. But you're going to be wrong at some point. I know that's a long-winded answer to your, we want to play in front of 10,000 people because, but you know, it really, it's really developed. It wasn't always just one thing. It was really kind of naive starting out. And I would like to say it's developed into something more. I would say we've had this goal for about, let's see, five years ago. It was <laughs> definitely in high school, um, which was at least four. And so I think we made it at the beginning of the senior year of high school is when, because that was kind of around the time when we were like, <laughs> when we were starting up and actually starting to be willing to put ourselves out there, we started like, like we played a live show at our local coffee shop here. And we said, yeah, we're going to start playing more. And then we didn't play another show until we went back to that coffee shop a year later. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we did a bunch of like around the campfire stuff. And that's kind of what inspired that entire poster board of saying 10,000. To be completely honest, I had a phone call with Tanner a week and a half ago where I told him the trajectory we're currently on shows that we're not going to have this payoff until we're in our 30s. And I don't like that. 
So right now he and I are actually looking to get a place that will double as our studio. We're doing that this month, probably next week. And we're going to be making videos for YouTube, videos for TikTok, content for everywhere, right? But the main thing is we're going to be recording music every week. Um, and that's a very new thing for us because right now our studio has a ton of mice in it and bugs and the AC. not a good place. It's, <laughs> it's 30, 35 minutes from either of us. And we've been trying to make do with it. I mean, the last four songs we recorded was in that space. I would like to say, because I'm, I'm not impatient about this. I, but I'm also eager. I'd like to say before I turn 30, I'd love to hit that 10,000 audience. And that's just going to take a lot of relationship building and a lot of. And that's another important thing uh, that Cameron's been awesome for me to be around with, you know, goal setting, like a lot of times with goals, if you just say it out loud to somebody, it'll either sound too big or kind of like far fetched. And obviously you set small goals within it, but to set a crazy goal like that, like 10,000 people before we're 30, it's the type of thing where you're, I mean, if you're not aiming for it, if, then you're not going to hit it. And so you gotta at least like shoot for something. And then, you know, it's kind of like that old kind of cheesy saying, we're full of cheesy stuff, but uh, you know, aiming for Mars and hit the moon rather than aiming for the moon and hit nothing. And you know what? It is the long game because we just pitched you seven to eight years. And I think a lot of people would listen to this and laugh at that and think that we're not driven enough, but I wouldn't make this a matter of our drive or not. I'm going to work as hard as I can to make it happen in the next 12 mm -hmm. months, but I'm not going to give up when it doesn't happen. When we only gained 500 more followers online or a thousand or 5,000, despite not having a million followers, you shouldn't just search for a 1 million number or a $1 million or followers or whatever. You should try to find the processes that you love in life. Something that you wake up every single day and you enjoy life already where you're at because of the process that you figured out and that you set up for yourself. And that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? Contentment, peace, fulfillment. But as we've heard today, it takes work and the road is long. Plans will be made and scrapped as new paths emerge. No one ever said new beginnings are easy. And from the story we just heard, I'd wager saying it's much easier standing still than finding a different way. But how bad do you want it? Not how much are you willing to sacrifice, but how much effort will you give? I want to thank Tanner and Cameron for letting us in on their story. And you can find them on Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok under Spondiferous. I'll also put some links in the show description. I'm going to ask you personally to give them a listen. I think artists like these authentic, driven, talented artists should be held in the highest esteem. 
adding them to your playlist is the least we could do to help. Hell, buy a 99 cent song. Go crazy. Show some love. I want to thank you all for listening and thank you, Spondiferous, for sharing your story. Sparks will fly